2: There's a you and, and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald circling around the internet right now. People think you just look alike. Did you ever hear that before? I
3: have it. That's my first time What's hearing first it. Time? Yeah. What do you think about back in Paris? Uh. Physical comparison. uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. And Brock Purdy's like, uh, I'm 24, guy. I'm, I'm glad the the reporter added uh, the caveat of a f- physical comparison. Yeah. You, you look like you look like a person RP that Oswald. shot a president in the '60s. I don't, buddy. I'm I'm 24 years old. There's a pic, um, there's a picture going around on the internet. Oh, okay. Was there, by the way? Because I'm on the internet I and social it. media. Okay, it was there because I had not seen the them side by side at all. Brock, there's a meme going around where you're choosing to, between two different buttons. Which button <laughs> do you think you might choose if you were living <laughs> in that meme? Brock, you look like the guy that turns back to look at the other girl on that one meme. Do you think that you should have looked back? There's a, there's we get a, a lot of questions like this during Super Bowl media week, don't we? Yes, because they kind of do. They do they just let
2: they let anybody in?
3: Kinda. I mean, it kind of feels that way a little bit. Andy Reid got asked about the conspiracy if the Chiefs win. Oh, you should get your press pass revoked. Get yeah, out of, get out of here. No, it's fine. I don't care. There was another reporter that I guess was not a football reporter. That this is a different, you know, vibe than those questions. That just straight out asked Patrick Mahomes. Like the question was literally, "How do you feel about your dad getting arrested?" I saw that. Like, that's exactly how the reporter phrased it. Like didn't didn't couch it at all. Like just kind of way too direct. I don't know. It's it sounded t- it was it was awkward to listen to. How about the one that asked Mahomes for his best Kermit the Frog impression? I saw that one, yeah. Yes. Didn't he answer a pretty... Uh, he, said just he, a, he, he said, this is it. This, my, is, this is it. This is my voice. This is my voice. This, this is, it. is it, yeah. Super Bowl Media Week. Players and coaches... Also, Kadarius Tony yesterday said he's a number one wide receiver nope. in the NFL. Players and coaches at Super Bowl Media Day should be armed with three water balloons that they are free <laughs> to use how they want. Yes. They don't have to use them. Yes. But in the case of that, where Brock Purdy gets asked about his, do uh, you see the picture you look like Lee Harvey Oswald? he can be like, that's a three-balloon question. And he gets to blast that reporter three times with water balloons. Yeah, There's my idea for how to improve media day. Oh, I just found a list of the ten dumbest questions asked during Super Bowl media day. All right, I'm going to grade them at a scale of one to three water balloons. It's kind of like challenges. You don't want to yeah. go all three at once because what if you need a water balloon for another stupid question? Right. All right. All right, uh, number 10, asked to Dick Vermeil, can you show the kids your game face? <laughs> that's that's fine. Number nine, uh, are you Vincent Smith? Asked to Cowboys tight end Alfredo Roberts. I don't know what this is in reference to. Seems like a bad question. Uh, let's just move on. Number eight, asked to Dennis Pitta, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens, on a scale of one to ten, how ticklish are you? Water balloon. That's one water balloon? Yeah. <laughs> This is old, and this is more just like a reporter. I think not knowing. Uh, Joe Montana got asked, "So why do they call you Boomer?" <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's pretty tough. Come, he gets a water balloon, right? No, you, you don't that's, know who I am. I'm that, Joe Montana. That's dude, not, that's not offensive. That's just you know, that's a mistake. I saw an interview with Joe Montana where he said he used to call his wife from the sidelines of games. In the game, Montana would be on the sideline, and he'd go over, you know, the, the phone that you call the offensive coordinator. He picked mm-hmm. up the phone, he pressed nine, he got a dial tone. And he's like, "Oh, all right," and he would call his wife from the sidelines to say, "Hey, what's up? What are you up to?" Yeah, he's at the game. Uh, number six. I guess Super Bowl Media Day for Bill's Cowboys was held at Dodger Stadium, and Troy Aikman got asked does it quote does it seem a little strange answering football questions in a baseball stadium
2: water balloon
3: <laughs> number five Emmett Smith, what are you going to wear in the game Sunday? Two water balloons <laughs> number four asked to Kurt Warner a lot of these are older, I thought. Do you believe in voodoo? Voodoo, and can I have a lock of your hair? Water balloon, one. Number three. Jim Plunkett was asked, "Is it your mother who's blind, or and your father who's deaf, or the other way around?" <laughs> what year is it? Uh, it's Super Bowl That's, here nine. Let's be real about something. You couldn't just Google that Triple thing. 15. That might be an honest question yeah. you actually want to ask a person. Not a bad question. It's, excuse me, uh, yeah. I, I'm trying to learn about you. Is yeah, that might, that might be right. That's That water balloon goes to the person that listed that question in this, co- in this right. column. Water yeah. balloon at that person. All right. Because if that had been asked last year, on the other hand. You'd then, be like, hey, man, Google it. Yeah. Uh, number two. This was asked to the Bills, Cornelius Bennett. Do you believe you can win? surprised that made it this high in the list yeah I, I get why it's ridiculous uh and number one on this list was asking Doug Williams myth this did not happen okay I was waiting to see if this was number one yeah this did not happen what's it say it says doug it's obvious you're you've always been a black quarterback when did it start to matter Is what's on here? Yeah. One of the myths is that a reporter asked, how long have you been a black quarterback? And that's not what happened. Okay. Yeah. He was asked a lot of things. He was asked, how do you feel about Jackie Robinson? You know, like, groundbreakers. He was the first African-American quarterback to play in a Super Bowl, start a Super Bowl. Um, And some okay, because that's kind of what this is even implying. It's just, like, worded differently. But that, like, he got asked how long? But that's a myth? It's... The 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 myth is often shortened to make it seem like he's asked how long he was a black quarterback, which did not happen. Okay, Um, of course the questions. I'm at Snopes.com. Washington Post reporter Michael Wilbon recorded a bunch of these, so these are on the record on like what was said. And there's a million questions here about race and about, but not Not, in the way that it's often been remembered as like this thing that was kind of a myth last year by the way the dumbest questions that were asked included uh Nick Sirianni being asked if he which player he would let his daughter date on the Eagles and his response was my daughter is five years old (laughs) uh Sirianni got asked last year if it was a must-win game which is pretty funny there were some bad ones last year, too. There were Jason Kelsey got asked if he had ever pinned his brother and farted on him. I mean, what are we doing? Water balloons, man. Water balloons. Give me those water balloons. I like balloons. the water balloon idea. we we'll got a call in here. We've got uh stat of the day as well and instant trivia still to get to. Sam in Williamsville. Hey, Sam.
2: Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about the last two Bills playoff games and uh, – you know, Martian Lynch, you might have, like, the run, and Dwight Clark has the catch. Well, man, Josh Allen, that throw to Diggs, I don't know how many air yards that was, but if he catches it and runs it, and that might be the throw. I remember that throw he made to uh, Gabe Davis at the end of the Jets game. Mm. That was the longest air yards in six years. I want to know how comparable that was, maybe. That's Second thing I want to mention, yeah, you know, when I remember when Green Bay lost at home to Mike Vick, and. Everyone's like, wow, Green Bay losing at home. And we kind of have that home playoff atmosphere. But we lost two home games in a row to exit the playoffs. When was the last time that happened? Like, that can't be a common thing. It just one the, of them would the, get out, blown out, too. Like, won the game mm-hmm. against Cincinnati, and then the Chiefs, two in a row at home. It's just kind of heartbreaking to me, you know? You home mean for the, for, the, for
3: the Bills or for any team?
2: For the Bills, but then again, comparable to any team, has any team lost two years in a row at home? Because yeah, the it's I, I bet be it's very uncommon, right?
3: I don't think it's that uncommon. I'm I've got to believe it's happened. Yeah, I bet it's not that uncommon. Wouldn't you think the AFC South winner has lost at home like three years in a row? <laughs> yeah, or I mean, maybe not. I mean, Jacksonville won a home game and Houston beat the Bills, but I mean, I wouldn't think it's that uncommon. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, it's not. It doesn't feel great, right? Like no, you when you're at home, you you. You know the one seed we thought was so important because of this, like the Bills hadn't won a road playoff game. Okay, well, whether that matters or not, get the games at home. Give us get rid of all the excuses you can, get all the advantages you can. You got the Chiefs here, you got the Bengals here, you lost them both. It, that you can't you can't use that as a as a reason why the Bills and the or the Bills aren't ahead of those teams. So it doesn't feel great, but yeah, I don't think it's it's got to be that rare. I've got a stat of the day for you, and then I want to get to a small bit of Bills news that's come out for Aaron from Aaron Wilson, okay. who covers the NFL for the Houston Chronicle. Previously in the Baltimore Sun, now he covers the NFL for KPRC two in Houston. Yep. Um, but I just want to get a stat of the day out of the way for you because we we owe you the stat of the day. All right. Stat of the day is brought to you by Seneca Gaming and Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. <coughs> It's just this. The Chiefs, how good are they passing the ball when they are behind, when they're losing? Okay. So if you think this is not the same version of the Chiefs, here you go. Their rank in EPA per pass play when trailing. 2018, number one. 2019, number one. 2020, number one. 2021, number one. Number one. 2022, number one. This year, number one. 17, Wow. After five straight seasons as the best passing team in football when trailing, Mm -hmm. this year they are 17th. Keep it in mind, if you think a Mahomes comeback is inevitable, this year has not been their their year for that. Although, (laughs) two Kyle Shanahan teams in the Super Bowl have blown two pretty big leads. Yeah. Falcons and Niners. Yep. There you go. This is your stat of the day. The Bills News. Aaron Wilson reports that the Bills are expected to make an important hire today for their offensive coaching staff, adding former Saints passing coordinator and quarterbacks coach Ronald Curry. Passing passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Ronald Curry. Okay. Now, he's with the... Saints when. He's a younger, he's a passing coordinator. Um, Clint- he's, he's been with the Saints for pretty much, you know, seven years, eight years. Okay. Offensive assistant, then wide receivers coach, then quarterbacks coach for the last three years. Wide receivers coach, passing game coordinator. Alright, goodbye me. Is this the first time they've had a, someone titled a passing game coordinator? Is that new? I don't know that it has to mean much other than what it means in title. But, like, I know that um, Joe Brady was passing game coordinator at LSU, for instance. Right, right. But but he was not passing game coordinator with the Bills, I don't think. Well, it's former Saints passing game coordinator. And Aaron Wilson's report is a hire for an offensive coaching staff position. So, quarterback coach? Yeah, quarterback coach. That's what that's going to be, right? We think he'll be the quarterback coach? Yeah, I wonder. He has ties to Joe Brady, Chris Trapasso, tweeting this out moments ago. They are together both with Sean Payton, been an NFL coach since 2014. Yeah, I wonder if Sal will know the difference because, like, for instance, I'm looking at Ken Dorsey's resume. Ken Dorsey with the Bills, 2019 to 2020, quarterbacks coach. Ken Dorsey, 2021, quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator. So they added a title to Dorsey in his third year that included passing game coordinator? Maybe is that just more responsibility from the quarterback's coach? Like, hey, you're you're not just going to work with the quarterback. You're going to work with the offensive coordinator to design the offense when you're throwing the football. I, I'm just guessing. I don't know. Well, to have been with the Saints since 2016 mm-hmm. as a passing game coordinator, I mean, Breeze is there for a couple of years. And Breeze is there straight through. Old tr- Breeze at the end, yeah. Old Breeze through 2020. Yep. So he'd be working with Breeze, Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, and then Derek Carr last year. Yep. I don't really know what you're pulling out of that. Not it, not much. If anything. But Aaron Wilson reporting the Bills will be adding to their staff. Quarterback coach is a position that's available, right? Because yeah. Joe Brady was that quarterback's coach. All right. Uh want some instant trivia? <laughs> Instant Trivia brought to you by The Farmer's Dog. Fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. Today is the anniversary of Super Bowl 50. Broncos and Panthers. 24-10. to Denver won that football game. That was a bad Peyton Manning right at the end that won that Super Bowl. A lot of defense. Can you give me... On the anniversary of that game, the seven former Bills that played in that football game. Oof. Former or current. Just played for the Bills at any point. Seven guys played in that football game. The Panthers have been known as, like, for a while. um, Well, no, but the Bills would have been Panthers North, I guess. Right. For a while. So there were connections there. That is five of the seven. I will give that away to you. Seven Bills in that football game. Which, by the way, was that game kind of boring? It was the biggest thing to come out of that game, Panthers-Broncos, Panthers-Broncos. Yep. was Cam not jumping on the fumble. Yes. Yeah, he like kind of leaned back away from it, and he got crushed for like a week, I remember at he least got after crushed. that. He also got crushed for not answering questions in post-game because he was a little down, but it was that later revealed that the Broncos were celebrating like right next to them. Yeah. And he had just lost the Super Bowl. Okay. And that was back in the era where if Cam Newton did something, there was a different set of standards yes. to criticize him for it. That's correct. Um, Von Miller played in that game. Von Miller, two and a half sacks in that game. Josh Norman would have played in that game. Josh Norman for the Panthers, yep. Whom, wow. I guess you could have even used as a current bill because he was on the, the roster yeah. at the end of the year. This is where I'm just going to guess, guys, that I don't know, they might have played for the... Star Latulale. Yes, correct. One Mark, of those McDermott connection guys. How about like Mario Addison? Correct, Mario Addison. So you I to guess all defensive linemen? I wouldn't keep doing that if I were you. Okay, we're done with the defensive linemen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got one more Bronco from Kelvin that game. Kelvin Benjamin. Not Kelvin Benjamin. <sighs> you have the game's leading receiver in that game. What do you mean? The the guy who had the most receiving yards in that Super Bowl played for the Bills. Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders went six for eighty-three in that game on eight targets. So you've got your two Broncos. You're only missing two former Panthers, and these are the deeper pulls. So I'll give them. I'll give you hints. One of which is best known for. A Bills snow game at quarterback. Uh, Joe Webb. Joe Webb. He returned two kicks in this game. (laughs) And then a running back who I couldn't stand every time he was on the field because he wasn't always a running back. He was also kind of a fullback. Uh, uh, I tweeted about this. Uh, Rick Dennison gave him the ball all the time. Yep. He had five carries for 18 yards in the Super Bowl. uh, Was it Mike? Mike. 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 Tolbert. Tolbert. Correct. He got him. Seven for seven. All right. Super Bowl 50. We're now at Super Bowl 58? Yeah. Okay. Del Reed is going to this game. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. He's like the Bills fan of the year. Oh, okay. Wait, that's right. Yes. I saw yesterday he tweeted pictures of his tickets. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever been to a Super Bowl? No. What I want from Dell? Would you? Sure. Or do you think you'll do you think you'll go to a Super Bowl one day? No, I don't think I'll go to a Super Bowl. No. Tickets you're- are like I saw the cheapest seats in the three hundreds or five hundreds. I guess for this stadium are like f- like six thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. No. That might just be secondary market, but it's crazy. Dell, if you're listening, this is all I ask of you as you go to the Super Bowl to represent Bills Mafia and. As the Bills fan of the year and all that. Mm. Uh I ask that you on the broadcast, I want to hear Tony Romo say, you know, it's getting real real rowdy in here, and there's just one gentleman over in this section, he's really getting after Mahomes and Kelsey. And a, <laughs> he's got a Bills jersey on. Uh-huh. Security's coming over and they're they're Oh, they're high fiving him. Okay, everything's fine. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. i make a scene. Really giving it to Mahomes. The there is a bet for unauthorized player on the f- person <laughs> oh! on the field <laughs> i don't know if you want to go that far there you go just do the old lincoln hawk put all the money on yourself and do it uh, do it yeah all right jason lock on four coming up coming up uh right. for odyssey nfl insider radio row he's gonna join the show coming up next all right 8030-550 to join us on wgr I can definitely sense it. I, I, I never felt like that because I've never been like that in my entire life. But you take uh, some pride in it to know that everybody doesn't like
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? spend over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
3: You know, it's not for anything you've really done. It's just for winning. So if that means some of the other teams and other fan bases aren't going to like me, I'll try to still smile on my face and not be a bad example. But I can be that villain for them if they if they need me to be. That is Patrick Mahomes. Hey, at least that was a more thought-provoking question than when he got asked this week whether he, you know, is doing a Kermit the Frog impression or whatever he got asked. Uh, Super Bowl Media Day uh, got a lot of players talking yesterday. We kind of went through some of the... The good questions, the dumb questions, you get a lot of that. You get both sides this week. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. On the line is Odyssey NFL insider Jason LaConfora. Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Jason, it's Joe in Buffalo. What's up? Thanks for joining us.
1: How you guys doing?
3: Happy Super Bowl week. Pretty good. Happy Super Bowl week. How how about for you on uh, Mahomes there and being the villain? He's not, to me, even here, I think... The way he kind of acted a little bit after the Bills beat them in the regular season, I think, changed some people's opinion. But I I don't think he's anywhere near as disliked, at least here locally, that, you know, Brady at least got to.
1: No, I mean, you don't have the specter of these cheating scandals. And, I mean, there was just a lot (laughs) going on with, you know, New England, and they really kind of seemed to be football's version of the evil empire, right? Belichick certainly leaned into that, and I think Brady did too, and they kind of got off on it. Yeah. I don't no. think the Chiefs see themselves that really as the villain. Like, I mean, we know how society works, right? I mean, I'm sure there are people mm-hmm. who've had their fill of the Kelsey Swift thing. Um, yeah, they don't lose that often, and the way they handled losing to Buffalo was, mm-hmm. um, I think, out of character. I mean, we'll find out. Maybe they'll lose more in the future. <laughs> we'll find right. out that that's just how it goes with them. doesn't happen that often. Um I don't know. I have a hard time, you know, looking at Andy Reid as a villain. I, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is a good dude. He's experienced uh, meteoric fame and type of celebrity most people don't. And he seems to have not really been changed by it. And, you know, people I know in the Kansas City media and, mm-hmm. you know, even people like in the baseball community, right, who, who played or coached at a time when he was running around clubhouses with his dad. Like he seems to be the same happy-go-lucky kid. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, again, I, am not going to excuse their their words and their deeds. I thought they showed a side of themselves that they had gone to pretty good lengths to conceal. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody's no, nobody's perfect, right? And everybody's going to have blemishes. So, yep. Yep. no, look, I think this is a different dynasty than the New England one. But make no mistake, th- this is this is on the cusp of being a dynasty, and Mahomes is on the cusp of achieving everything Brady did in that first iteration of the Patriots dynasty, only doing it as the main thing. You know, not doing it as the game manager, not doing it as the hand the ball off to Antoine Smith 35 times and then hand it off to Corey Dillon 30 more. You know, it, it, it's, it's go-win-us football games, right. and it's pretty special. It's, it's unique.
3: Yeah. No, it's very different from when Brady, at least the numbers, the production, you know, the style of team very yeah. different from the Patriots in those early years. Although, I will say Jason, not I'm not saying this to take credit away from Mahomes in this area, but it's a different looking type of Chiefs team from what we've seen. How impressed have you been that this, I mean, statistically it was true. They were scoring a touchdown less per year yeah. or per game this year? than in past years and because of that defense like here they are they're still here
1: but that's where i give credit to andy reed and patrick mahomes for I-, I think really it probably hit rock bottom in that game against the raiders right whether i can't remember was that christmas day it was on it was christmas, christmas yeah day, yeah yeah you know that was kind of like the nadir and then it's like okay well do we do we do we do we really re-envision ourselves from here do we accept reality which is, you know, a whole bunch of red zone passes and deep shots to nowhere. Like we we can keep doing it or we can change and embrace the fact that we are lucky enough to have this defense and this run game. Um that I think was burgeoning then, but now I mean it's it's obvious that Andy Reid wants to get the ball in Pacheco's hands 20 times a game. And I'm just talking on the ground. I'm not even talking the occasional swing pass. Like they embraced it. They embraced it fully. And the ironic thing about the game now going on, what, 10 days ago in the, the AFC title game, the Kansas city chiefs, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes were infinitely, infinitely more comfortable winning that game. 17, 16 than the Baltimore Ravens were the Baltimore Ravens thought they had to win 34, 17, you know what it's mean? like? They were chasing the ghost of the 2019 chiefs with the 50 touchdown passes in the regular season and 32 per game and all that. Like, I have to give them credit for making that recalibration and taking their ego out of it and taking the back of the football card out of it and just playing keep it simple, stupid, winning football, which not everybody can do. Like, yeah. not everybody has the, the self-awareness and the and the selflessness to make that adjustment, especially that late in the game. But they did, and now they're in the Super Bowl again because of it.
3: Jason Lock and 4 on the Western Hotline. Insider Calls, uh, NFL Odyssey Insider, brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 mo- moisturization, because men have skin too. How about the other side of this game, even from, you know, stemming from what have you, you just said? How much time do you give to the Brock Purdy game manager talk versus, you know, what he's been able to do even a little bit he showed in that nfc championship game that he can move around he can you know do a little bit off structure
1: uh, he's he's a good quarterback like, he's a very good quarterback I, I i think people anointing him and comparing you know his drives to joe montana are out of their minds i mean they're just you you, you talk about fan fiction fanboys in the media like that stuff like you, you know paul's buddy you, you Trying to get a job with the team or what 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 is the end game here? Like I think some of that stuff has just gotten utterly out of control. Like, the reason they were trailing those games <laughs> was Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason a lot of people went and rewatched those games and said that they are they got a horseshoe up their ass to even be still playing football is because of Brock Purdy. Um, and he he certainly rose to the occasion and helped bail them out, but uh, his, his his off-target throws, his turnover-worthy throws, his um, medicine ball to the middle of the field, you know, trying to break this wide receiver's neck or that wide receiver's neck. Uh, most of the time it seems to be the uh, Juwan Jennings. Like, that, that stuff's real. Like, that happened. Like, he didn't plan the pass off the defensive back's face into Ayuk's arms. And if that ball's picked off, I would posit that there's a hell of a lot better chance that we see Sam Darnold in that game than anybody's writing fan fiction about Joe Montana 2.0. I would tell you, if you watched that game, if you saw Kyle Shanahan's face, that was going to the backup quarterback. So yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, he's, he's really good. He's in a great spot. Most of the time he takes advantage of it. He's also lucky as hell that Mm -hmm. he wasn't benched in the fourth quarter of the Packers game. Like, He's got 43% of it. The INT drop rate per true media, the last five games for him, is 43%. (laughs) I mean, like, the average NFL quarterback has thrown 3.5% of their passes deemed turnover worthy. Since the Ravens game, this kid's at Mm 7.1%. I mean, like, you know. Yeah. Okay. I think Spags with two weeks to prepare. And also, if you get him into quarters and you get him into cover six, he doesn't really know what he's looking at. And it was a big part of the Ravens' uh, game plan. And Harbs and Spags are tight; like they're, they're 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 going to be prepared for him. And I think he's going to see some ghosts. And I think he's going to throw one pick. And when he throws one, he's going to throw two. Um, I don't think these guys are. You know, I don't know that he's going to get a reprieve like he got from Darnell Savage. Like, yeah. So they better they better run the ball early and often. They better keep that thing close. Um, it better be high percentage throws for him, and he better activate his legs. And like, he's like for what where they got him and everything else. That's great, but he he he's not in the same class, athletically or otherwise, as some of these more experienced quarterbacks.
3: Yeah, I I really wonder like could they be in a similar place to where they were after the last Chiefs Niners Super Bowl where. You might need a moment to think this way, like when Garoppolo missed Emmanuel Sanders deep. Um, but I wonder if we'll get a moment in this game where you go, okay, well that's the difference right there. Like Mahomes makes that throw, Purdy doesn't, and that's why one team's on top and the other, the other isn't. And with all that being said, for you, is this a legacy game for Kyle Shanahan? Like we get. That about quarterbacks a lot, not usually as much, you don't hear it as much about coaches, but man, if he loses this Super Bowl and that Falcons comeback is there with what he did in the second half as the offensive coordinator, and then blew a lead against the Chiefs, and if they lose again, I I wonder what kind of stories will be written about him after this Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I I don't know how much Jed York cares about any of that, you know, and that's the owner there, and that's ultimately all that matters, Uh, but Yes. um, Kyle Shanahan's another guy. Like, the way he's talked about by some people in the pantheon of NFL coaches, you would think not only does he have one ring, but he's got two. And, like, if if we want to create a little subcategory for, like, schemers and play callers, like, by all means, yes. But on game day, that that ain't the end-all be-all. And uh, Hmm. the NFC, let's face it, he doesn't have to go through the gauntlet that these teams in the AFC do. Doesn't have to go through the same caliber coaches. Doesn't have to go through the same caliber uh, quarterbacks for for damn sure. So, like, all, you know what I mean? All the like, oh, championship games, championship games, championship. Well, come on. You know how many championship games would we be getting to in the AFC? Um, I mean, we'll never know. But he, you know who, who who's who's for real there? Right. Like, like really? Even like right now? Like, who's you know, who? 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 Um, right? And they should have lost to the Packers, and they should have lost to the Lions. So, yeah, yes, I, I, I think his because of his dad and because of his legacy and lineage, I'm sure it will eat him up at night until he wins a Lombardi trophy. Uh, but I think he also probably has something close to a job for life there. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as he wants to be there, I, I think Jed York will be fine with that. And And the fact that he could go from what some people would look at as a terminable offense, right? What they did for, for, for Trey Lance, which doesn't even, no one even talks about it anymore. It's like, it never happened. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. that whole off season of all the subterfuge about, is it for Mac Jones or is it for Trey Lance? I mean, it turns out it should have been for none of the above, but they were the ringleaders of that and it blew up in their faces. But because of his ability to develop Purdy, no one even talks about it. Like if he, if he's Teflon regarding that, and now they're doing it with a kid who's not making any money and still can't make any money next year, then, you know what I mean, he's he's probably got a job for life. So I don't think he's sweating that.
3: Yeah. Jason Lock on four, uh, on the Western Hotline. Um, to wrap here, Jason, you're down in Baltimore at uh, 105.7 The Fan as well. And I want to ask you about, you know, not the same neighborhood, but close enough, with what happened with the Washington Commanders and how you see it. Um, I mean – If I'm a Commanders fan, I'm not really happy, right, with the way that
1: turned out? You shouldn't be. You can't be. Um, You know, and look, it's the first go-around, and I understand, you know, maybe wanting to give a mulligan and looking at these guys through a different lens than, you know, the the scum of the earth who owned that team for as long as he did. But it's also got to be hard for them to do that because they live that, and they're looking at this saying, why can't – not even like, why can't we have nice things? Why can't we have normal things? Like why, why, you know what? Why? I mean? Like why can't we just have a quasi-normal coach search? But they didn't. And to try to couch it as that is disingenuous. Uh, I think these guys are placeholders. I think this is a whole hell of a lot more like Lovey Smith or David Kelly in Houston than it is, say, oh I don't know, D'Amico Ryan's in Houston now. Like I, I just don't think these marriages of convenience and the last guy standing who we can kind of think might be able to work together. Like, I, 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 am not, I'm not buying it. This was not the original vision. It wasn't even Dan Quinn's original vision. Like the way Ben Johnson handled his part of things, put them behind the eight ball and, and they didn't handle that very well. Uh, hmm. So look, can they establish the quarterback, whoever the quarterback is, whether hmm. they move up to get Caleb Williams or whether they take, you know, May or Daniels at two, if that kid is legit, if that kid looks more like C.J. Stroud than Bryce Young, Mm -hmm. then that job will be infinitely more attractive next year. And now maybe that, okay, we're worried about the owner. We don't love the facilities. We don't know when you're getting the new stadium. We think you're too NBA heavy. Like all that stuff goes out the window if you've got a stud quarterback who Mm -hmm. still can't be paid for two more years. So – I think that's where it's headed. I think these guys will prove to be placeholders.
0: Yep.
3: Odyssey NFL insider Jason LaConfora. Jason, appreciate taking some time out for us. Enjoy the week and enjoy the game on Sunday. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll take a timeout here when we come back. We've got Extendo Sports uh, leading into the Extra Point Show. So stay tuned. Jody Biasi, Jeremy White. This is WGR.
2: Breaking Sports News airs first here. Guaranteed.
0: WGR Sports Radio 550, 2020 Sports.
2: Extendo Sports.
3: So according to Aaron Wilson, Ronald Curry is the new Bills quarterback coach and passing game coordinator. Again, distinction there and passing game coordinator. I don't know if that has to mean anything, but we'll see. Uh, Ronald Curry, I'm discovering from social media, not someone that I was familiar with, has been on the Saints coaching staff. He played college basketball for UNC. I just saw a video clip of him throwing an alley-oop to Julius Peppers, who I also did not realize played college basketball, by the way. Then he played in the NFL. For... Seven years, wide receiver, and has spent the last eight years on the Saints coaching staff. 44 years old, so still on the younger end of things. So did he play college basketball and college football for UNC? I think he must have. Um. Oh, yeah, right here. A four-year starter at quarterback who now holds UNC's career total offense record, 5,521 yards. Yeah. with 127 yards passing and 40 yards rushing against East Carolina. He gets yeah. second place all-time. Wow. He played, yeah, 28 points. I'm looking at a game that he scored uh for UNC in in the in the tournament. Um so, guys accomplished offensive MVP of the Las Vegas Bowl of the Las Vegas Bowl. They were playing bowl games in Las Vegas, so they completely uh, avoided Vegas back then. All right, so we'll see what this means. Learn more about him. Find out, too, if passing game coordinator has to mean anything. Dorsey was the passing game coordinator in 2021. It's the only time under Sean McDermott that I saw that they had that official title. But, again, it might just be like a... That could be all it is. It's just a title thing. Anyways. All right. Extra Point Show is on the way next eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number if you want to get in. Super bowl stuff, Bill's coaching stuff, and probably some Saber stuff too. Alright, stay tuned. Sale next. I'll be on and hopefully you as well on the on the phones. Extra point after this.